Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Emil Nate checking in on a half-emergency, half-picks-of-the-week episode. Because ang for obvious reasons. We're going to be breaking it down in a bit. I just got to say... I picked the the perfect week to like leave the pod. Uh, ang dami talagang nangyari. Like holy crap! <laughs> no, to be fair, uh, when you were out, di pa naman nangyari nangyari. So yeah, for real, for real. Uh, yesterday was you know when it happened. So don't don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just happy that my boss is not that I get to rejoin you guys at least for this particular episode. I'm probably going to be unable to join the live stream because of the FIBA World Cup, but it's just so glad. Uh, I'm just so glad rather to uh, see you guys again to get to talk wrestling. Um, you know, I, I have felt the community in a month throughout the past week and change, so it's not like I miss everybody too much. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have so much to talk about, and we got to start with some events that are happening very, very soon because we do want to see your faces other than and feel your presence other than the comments on the live stream or on our social media posts and all of that good stuff. So let's start with our um, quiz night happening on September 23, Saturday. That's at Hobby Stadium in New Manila. That's along Doña Hemadi, corner E. Rodriguez, uh, September 23, 7 p.m. Dami prizes, guys. So thank you, first and foremost, to our partners from Hobby Stadium. Shout out to Stephen Go, who I saw at the FIBA World Cup like twice. Uh, thank you for having us at your wonderful venue. Our friends from Hobby Line Toy Store to Mr. Johnson Alcantara. And our friends from Everybody's Toys and Collectibles, Dwayne Manalastas and his brother Dwight. All of them have come together to provide so many prizes for our listeners. And everybody who's going to play uh, Quiz Night with us. Uh, we, we've got a sensational Sherry action figure to give away. One box of WWE trading cards worth 2,000 pesos. GCs from Hobby Stadium. 
and t-shirts from everybody's toys and collectibles. These are WWE uh, like t-shirts that uh, we are <laughs> so happy to to give to give away to everybody just for joining Quiz Night. So if you want to know how you can get those tickets, stay tuned to our social media feed because we'll post very very soon. No uh, for tickets. Uh, tickets, I think we'll just, uh, just you know just come by. Uh, we'll do it walk in. It's not it's making it's not make it hard. It's just you know yeah, casual, sure. casual. Sure, sure. Uh, just come by on come by Sahabi Stadium on September twenty three. That's a Saturday night. Uh, you know, sit down, take a seat, uh, grab a table. Um, tables to the Hobby Stadium uh, bar area. So uh, let's not make it complicated. Um, you, you know, bring a friend, bring a group, uh, or you can play by yourself. Just sit down. You know, pay at the door, and you know, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. we're not. We'll, we won't make it hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun on September twenty three. The return of wrestling quiz night, the very first one since the Fire Nation attacked and led us to the darkest timeline. All right, uh, we've also got our growing patron community, which Emil will be happy to tell you about. All right, so our uh, our patron community is growing, and if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5, or no local currency is around 260 to 270 pesos. Of course, uh, you'll enjoy some benefits of uh, joining our Patreon. Of course, we have our Discord community where you can interact with your fellow podcast and talk to us about anything about wrestling, of course. We also talk about other things as well. Sports, memes, fashion, music, uh, toys, all that and everything in our Discord. Also, the uh, Pasabay, uh, which uh, we're, we're doing something new uh, since last month. And um, if you join in our Patreon, you'll get some friendly rates on the service fees that the pinapatong namin dun sa pasabais. And we also have the review content of the weekly wrestling shows, courtesy of Ro and Rowan ASH. And uh, by su- by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/WrestlingWrestlingPodcast. All right. Uh, one last thank you to everybody who attended our payback viewing party sa Hobby Stadium over the weekend. Thanks again to our friends from Hobby Stadium and Geek Talk PH. It was great hearing that you know you all woke up on a on a rainy Sunday morning despite the momol weather and the cuddle weather uh, <laughs> that greeted everybody. So um, I'm I'm glad that the viewing party spirit is alive and well. Kait Nindisha Big Four or Big Five PLE. Yeah. Um, no, it was pretty good. Um... It was, you know, for the size of Hobby Stadium, uh, it's not as big as Skinny Mike's, all things considered. But it was still pretty okay. Like, um, there was a, you know, uh, still a wrestling vibe, wrestling crowd vibe, rather. And uh, I think, uh, what I liked about it is that um, it's not as unwieldy sometimes as yung SummerSlam or WrestleMania viewing parties. Nothing. Uh, yun yung vibe, personally. That's my, I, I prefer that over the big ones, even though that obviously makes us more money. But um, it's okay then. Um, we, I think we proved to our friends over at Hobby Stadium that um, we can pull in people uh, on a Sunday morning, on a rainy Sunday morning, and then, you know, help give them a little business. Shampra, uh, we all like that. And um, we can keep building a rapport with the local wrestling community and putting on these events where, uh, to be fair, hindi uh, nagka compared to another streaming service, if you will. So, uh, I mean, if you're still dealing with the other one, which, you know, I can't 
talk shit about too much because I still work for them. Uh, please do consider uh, patronizing a wrestling wrestling podcast viewing party. Hindi nagsisay yung mga dumating sa watch party namin kahapon. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that because we don't want to burn uh, too many bridges. All right. Uh, since sabi nga natin, this is a half emergency podcast, we got to start with the biggest news to come out of the weekend. We can't wait for the Thursday live stream to break this down. AEW has officially terminated their agreement with CM Punk. And that was effective from the moment that they put out the press release uh, Sunday morning, Manila time, uh, literally a few hours before payback, a few hours before Collision went live, and uh, a little over 24 hours before freaking all out in freaking Chicago. So uh, the press release states that it follows, uh, the termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at uh, AEW All In. Of course, it's referring to Jack Perry and CM Punk. Following the investigation, yung discipline committee daw nila, they met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Tony Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Uh, so they released the, uh, the press release and then uh, Tony Khan went on collision and also spoke to the crowd in Chicago. Obviously, he was booed in Chicago where CM Punk is basically a god. And uh, on TV... It was very striking that Tony Khan actually said something along the lines of he actually felt unsafe at a wrestling event. So that was pretty jarring to hear. Na yung boss na mismo yung nagsabi that he felt very unsafe. And there's so much to unpack here. And I want to start with you, Ro. Like, where do you want to uh, um, first break this down? First, I want to I want to mention yung wording ng uh, ng termination ni CM Punk. Um, people are say people are trying to use or think they can use the word release from the contract as uh, as the same thing. But even though it might seem that way, uh, the fact that the legal term is termination with cause. CM Punk did something to violate his contract and, you know, to um, almost even violate the law. So that gives them, uh, gives AEW, the company, a reason to actually terminate his contract. So that's that's what with cause means so it's not just him getting that go from the deal but uh him literally getting fired so that is a legit legal distinction and it should not be downplayed uh because some of you are some of you might not know but some of you also like cm punk and think this is the same no, uh, lang yun. Uh, sanay tayo na when a wrestler leaves a company, it's a release, release. Diba? That's the term we've grown yeah. up hearing and reading on the internet. So uh, there's a big distinction, as Ro just pointed out, between a wrestler getting released from said company or a wrestler getting terminated with cost, which in this case, nangyari kay CM Punk. Yeah. And then uh, next thing, um, ano ba? it's... Sige, Emil, I know you have uh, feelings about what what happened and the fallout from it. Yeah, um, yeah. Last week I said, "Nah, you know, ano, like I'm I'm tired of all this CM Punk drama." And if if it was up to me, he he'd he'd be fired already. And it's surprising that he got fired then, but at the at the same time, it's also not surprising that he got fired because. I felt like this was a third strike thing. Nah, because the incident in itself, if you look at it in isolation, it isn't as, I mean, it's bad, but it wasn't as bad as Brawl Out. You know, so... And, no, I, think and it, it, I think it was worse. Because all things considered, he, he, he tried to make a play for his boss. 
yeah, yun na nga. Okay, sige. Uh, may mali yung wording mo. No? So, yun na nga. Um, uh, this was the third... I think I feel like this was the third strike thing and DK finally had enough. Pero it's also funny na it, parang it took that it took that na talagang susugurin na siya ni Punk for him for TK to do something about it um but yeah uh, ito yung ito yung like after, after he got fired and days or hours after he got fired the most surprising thing for me is and dami pa palang punk fans on on Twitter and online because i've been seeing a lot of punk apologists and a lot of people who Who's wanting for WWE to to get CM Punk again, which is really weird because he just came, he just had months of controversies, months of toxic uh backstage rumors, and then all of a sudden you want this guy back in the in the WWE. It's just weird. Like if I was um uh, if I was a promoter, if I was uh if I owned a wrestling company, I wouldn't hire someone with with that bad bad of a history. Like CM Punk, even even though he draws money, I would prioritize the wealth, the welfare of the entire locker room over that. So, ani um, parang parang ano? It it was inevitable. Pero I, nung before he got fired, like you know, I I can't believe that they would actually do it. You know, but they eventually did, and it's better for the locker room of AEW. It's better for everyone. You know, um, they got rid they got rid of someone who. Is who they can't control. Someone who, um, ani like it, it's weird thing to say. Nah, punk is punk is preaching. Nah, he's like professional or something. Pero his actions says different than sometimes. Sometimes, eh. so yeah. Um, you know, man, that that's that's my feelings about it. And you know, um, punk CM Punk fans has to realize na you know na. This guy, like no, like no one wants to work with this guy anymore. And that's not true. The, there are uh, some people who would. Yeah, but like you know, the the industry the industry would be better off if it he if he wasn't signed to any wrestling company at this moment for the betterment of everyone. You know, I hope they realize that. To your point, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it it's bad, and tayong mga adults in the room know that it's bad. Uh. The thing about fandom, because is that once you see someone out there being a literal role model for you, not necessarily uh, a positive role model, but a role model who represents you and uh, fights for you know what you fight for, what you like, talagang may may stand sa People are gonna cape for that person, no matter you know how we feel about it, whether we like it or not. It's like uh, it's like Republicans, like fucking Donald, Donald Trump, diba? So um, it really is the way that it is. And it's sad because um, a lot of people are willing to let this slide because, well, punk is a good talker. Punk uh, can still provide solid, decent matches, which I will concede, even though it's not all the time, uh, because punk is the way he is because he's unapologetically himself. Um, talagang may magaidolay sa kanya. Uh, na natin maanyan. It's just a matter of the industry now responding to him. Uh, are you willing? Are you know, as a company, are you willing to 
set aside your the welfare, the morale of your locker room and invite trouble like that without him uh, working on himself. Uh, at this point, I really would like him to go to therapy. Uh, that man, no, no, I'm not joking. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not kidding. It's not a snarky thing. Um, people like to joke sometimes, you know, you need therapy, you need therapy. But this man literally needs therapy because an entire, uh, an entire fandom, an entire industry can still work with him and is hinging on him to, you know, to do the right thing. And if he doesn't address those problems and, you know, he's still relatively young, he can still go. He's still, he's still got a lot to give to the wrestling industry. And if he doesn't address these problems, then well, uh, these, this cycle is going to repeat. Um, remember when we, when he came back for this last run, we I think we all conceded that it's only a matter of time until something like this was going to happen. And then it happened because, you know, that's just the way he is. That's why I have a problem then with people who are proud to be unapologetically themselves, because let's face it, um, <laughs> there are for a lot of us, even myself, there are a lot of parts about yourself that you should be apologetic for, you know, and um, parang, uh it's you know if you say that about yourself, without self awareness that you are flawed, and that there are parts of you that just won't fly well with society. And I don't even care that you're like a rebel or whatever. You don't fit in, so I'm like this. Um, we live in a society, as the Joker says, and for us to be harmonious here, we have to work on the parts of ourselves that we need to work on. And I hope that somebody intervenes. For Phil, like that, like uh, AJ, it's on it. Are you? I, I, well, it's funny, you know, but nobody knows what AJ thinks about all of this. And yeah. um, one would think that she is the more uh, reasonable one in the room, in their bedroom, do it because you know she put out a whole book about mental health, and she's open about her struggles. And then she can't, uh, she can't rein in her husband, who is demonstrably acting out in public in in front of the entire wrestling industry like what's going on there um not to put the blame too much but uh, you know uh i just wanted to get help i i don't want him to be exiled from the wrestling world forever but uh, as long as he's like this um it's hard to do business with this guy uh, should be an example that and for a lot of you know a lot of promotions all over the world nah if there's a problem then you got to do something about it and uh, even though it took Tony Khan his own personal safety, you know, a risk to his own personal safety, uh, you know, it's like people, you need them to feel the negative effects of their actions or in Tony Khan's case, inaction. Uh, at least he did something about it. He wasn't a mark to, you know, be light with his punishment. And uh, he took the L and he nobly took the L for a liability that he had in his locker room. Uh, um, I want to say one thing about the whole being unapologetic discussion. Because no? uh, I, I think when you're in entertainment or you're a creative, being unapologetic is something that's celebrated. And to an extent, it should be. Because uh, I'm going to use myself as an example for lack of a better well example. Uh, you know, w when I started coming up as a host and as, as a public figure, um, people would use that term to describe me. Oh, he's unapologetically himself. And I guess it was their way of saying that he really leaned in on the wrestling thing. That no, wait, I... wait, no, no, that's not, that's not what I'm no, talking no. about. No, no, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to create the distinction here. Uh. So like when I use myself as an example, like I really leaned in on the wrestling thing. 
it's it's you being unapologetic or it's me being unapologetic about my fandom. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna hide uh-huh. it and say na oh yeah I'm a closet wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Na parang pag sumikat na ako, I, I'm just gonna uh, throw it to the side. That like that being that, that uh-huh. concept of being unapologetic is okay, yeah. right? Like when you're unapologetically a nerd, when you're unapologetically a gamer, like when right. an artista says na hey I I play ML and Fortnite with randos on the internet, that's them being unapologetically a gamer, right? Like that's okay. But when you're unapologetically abrasive to people and like yeah. na ako, take it or leave it, you're unwilling to change uh, negative aspects of yourself because you're so set in your way. That's the problem. That's the line I'm trying to draw here. Yeah, yeah. Na, when, when we say na that person is unapologetically themselves, you have to look at it from which context, ba, diba? And in this case, when we talk about behavior, yung behavior ng tao, if they're not willing to change their behavior and it's clearly affecting their workplace, the industry, diba, as a whole, that's when you know that there's a problem. And what we see here, at least from my standpoint, is these are the consequences. Actions have consequences, no matter how big of a star you are. And that's something that I've been bit-bit with the local industry, something that I've wanted people to realize for years and years, even before COVID happened, even before we walked out of PWR. Now, whatever you do, uh, your actions have consequences. Your actions will always reflect back on the companies you're affiliated with because you represent them whether you like it or not. And in this case... Uh, what we see here is AEW saying that we don't want to work with this person anymore because their association with us is uh, not helping the brand. AEW is supposed to be celebrating such a huge victory. All in is such a win for the wrestling industry, for a company that's trying to really establish itself as the alternative to WWE. And instead of talking about that, the wrestling industry has been talking about CM Punk and the actions that happened right before his music hit. So dun palang napakalaking bagay na eh, uh, na, na pinag-uusapan yung, yung backstage issues and everything he's done dating back to Brawl Out from, from last year. And what we're seeing now are the consequences finally playing out. Uh, Emilia, I have something to say because I, I have a point to that. Um, it's just, no, I just realized it, realized it now. It, I feel so relieved now we won't have to talk about CM Punk for a while after this. I think so. And because <laughs> nakasa- na- ever since last year, this is all like every two weeks, there's going to be a Punk backstage rumor that we have to address every, every month on the show. So naka- in a way, parang nakapagod na din. Like why, like the, the, my thinking is why is why uh, does TK let him get away with this? Because kung Kung ibang tao to, they might have, you know, they're gone now. So, so parang ano eh, na, na mas in a way mas nainis ako kay TK more than Punk. Although Punk, like you know, he deserves all all the shit that he got throughout the year. Pero as a boss, he really had to step up. And talagang umabot pa sa point na kailangan na na he he had to fear for his safety before he he does some. I mean, he did. I applaud him for doing something about it, but. In a way, parang bakit umabot pa sa ganun na point? Eh? Like, it, it, like first, uh, like first signs of red flag, parang you should have done something about it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that Emil brought that up because Tamasha, um, you mentioned Stan that um, CM Punk's actions led to this, uh, led to you know the historic All In event getting overshadowed by you know CM Punk's fragile, uh, fragile ego and personality. But Emil's right. Um, a lot of this blame 
is you know pinnable on Tony Khan because Tony Khan I, I have to admit it um even though you know uh one day I could theoretically work for that man that man is a was a weak leader uh it has to be said and I'm not the only one saying that um we're not the only one saying that uh he let this happen he didn't discipline punk enough when the time came last year's abroad so all out he didn't also um take charge of his own locker room i mean to be honest punk isn't the only controversy or drama that's happening in the aw locker room so i'm because uh people think they can just you know let their egos fly and um their uh abrasive personalities fly so um talagang if you can't take charge of your locker room either either by yourself or through an intermediary through someone you delegated to do that then talagang these things are going to happen and i guarantee you this may not be the last time it's going to happen to Tony Khan or AW. Uh nakataon lang na nawala yung biggest uh, abrasive dude, the the guy who has no qualms about risking everything and you know throwing it all away just to, you know, indulge his id, diba? Uh it's going to happen again. Uh, another controversy, another drama is going to happen again. It's happened before Punk and it's happening it happened with Punk and if he doesn't get it together, if he doesn't um, give his roster what uh, a kumbaya meeting, you know, let them uh, res- resolve their um, resolve their issues. Not a kumbaya meeting, way. like a come to Jesus moment. Now, yeah. guys, we should be adults. We should be freaking professionals here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless he takes charge of that, um, that thing is going to happen, and this is only symptomatic of a bigger, bigger picture. Uh, systemic problems at AEW locker room, which is honestly something. If I had a chance to pick between WWE and AEW, and I'm not saying that I will ever get that, but if I had a chance, uh, I I wouldn't want to work for that locker room. Um, once upon a time, it seemed uh, tempting. It seemed really lucrative, especially when Vince ran WWE. But now, um, no thanks. Uh, been there, done that. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, so there. Um, those are our thoughts on um, emergency thoughts, Namin, on the CM Punk getting fired thing. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it on the live stream or if anyone's listening to this and you want to add to the discussion, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Clearly the biggest news of the week and we just had to um, to get our thoughts out and to process it because it's such a big thing that overshadow overshadowed the record-setting ticket sales of AEW outside of the US at that na ibang ibang bagay yung pinag-uusapan yeah. and this is one of the biggest names in the industry over the last 20 years na terminate from a company yun talaga yung words na ginamit you know which is why it warranted uh this emergency podcast i wish like emil said i wish we didn't have to talk about this like like uh in in this manner but uh we got what we got and um, as as podcasters who've been breaking down the industry for the last decade, uh, you know it's our responsibility then to to give you our thoughts on it and to um, maybe take away a lesson that we can all learn coming from this. Because, um, you know, to, to use the words that every Gilas fan has hated here, learning experience, pare naman to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I mean, like, to go to if you're if you feel like you. Uh, I resonate or you know you feel the same as punk just just keep thinking what are you gonna throw away when you do when you when you react the way he does so you know the man I think it's a simple test 
to stop yourself, you know. Uh, it's, it's, and, and it's, yeah, yeah. Siguro as the last uh, thing, because uh, since you mentioned uh, the point on empathy, right? Seeing yourself in <clears> another person's shoes. Kamini Ro, I won't speak for for Emil, but Kamini Ro, uh, we come from a place where we came from a toxic locker room. We came from a place where a lot of egos went unchecked, and even though it was a much smaller scale, it did affect our mental health, which is why we walked away. And that's which why, is why I feel strongly about this whole yeah. CM Punk situation. But anyway, carry on. No, no, no. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with Ro. Uh, we both feel strongly about it. Because we have And and this is to explain to a listener who may be confused. Why uh, you might be asking? Why so anti CM Punk? Nyo? It's not that. Eh? We're anti toxicity. It's really just, that. I'm just really frustrated with this guy. Because he's like I said on the stream last Thursday. This guy is what. Halfway through becoming fifty, getting to fifty, and then isip bata Like he's reacting like a child would. Like, come on, come on, dude. Like, and then he complains that he works with children. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what the hell? <laughs> and then a real adult wouldn't would keep his feelings in check. Would self regulate. I just empathize with everyone in the locker room who has to deal with the fallout from this. Someone like a Ricky Starks, for example, who was yeah. looking forward to a, a huge match at All Out. Uh, well, he never got the blow-off match in his feud with CM Punk. Something that simple. Or maybe even the other uh, players whose names aren't as big, but don't have as much cash. Na parang, ah, okay, I have to walk around eggshells because there's this presence that just really sucks all the energy. And and um, leaves a negative energy in its wake. You know, again, we've been there. I've experienced that firsthand, and I don't want to go back to an experience like that. Kaya I really empathize with everyone uh, in that in that company who has to deal with that. Because hindi siya madaling gawin, and hindi rin madaling umuwi from from your work thinking na oh yeah, uh, para masaya magtrabaho dito, di ba? Um, I I know it's work. I know it's a job. Pero syempre, there's a part of you who also wants to enjoy the company that you keep at work. And if you can't even do that, then uh, why put your body through all of that stress from the travel and the bumps and all of that? So, yun. All right. Uh, I think it's appropriate that we take a break right now. Uh, we'll get to our picks on the other side. Uh, here's a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. All right. Let's get to some picks. We've decompressed and we got to talk about Payback, which happened yesterday, Manila time. Lots of uh, fun stuff coming out of Payback, which is where we're going to start. Chino picked the steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Great opener. Oh, I had fun calling that one with Carlo Pamintuan in Tagalog. Um, Sabini Chino, Trish's ability to keep up with the pace of modern wrestling and the intensity that uh, it brings was fully showcased here. Like Chino, I also appreciated the homages to Victoria and Lita, both of whom played a huge role in Trish's career. Um, uh story points that they were able to hit during the match, like Zoe Stark making her presence felt, Becky finally ending things with an exclamation mark, the manhandle slam from the top, and then Zoe Stark even turning on Trish Stratus. So, Sabini Chino, if this really is Trish's last match, uh, considering um, what she's done over the last, I guess, half year or so, then she deserves a very heartfelt thank you, Trish. And I echo that 100%. Really had fun uh, watching Becky and Trish tear it up. It was an emotional match given everything they've gone through. And siguro yung may, may additional giggle kasi diba, this match was supposed to be at SummerSlam, then uh, it got postponed and postponed, and then we, we finally had it this weekend nung payback. Yeah, um, this match was really, re- really fantastic. And I... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's not far-fetched to say that this is the best cage match I've seen in a while. Because usually my complaint with cage matches is that they don't maximize that the cage the cage stipulation that much. But in this match, 80% of the match in, was uh, they involved the cage, either slamming onto the cage, Climbing up, doing some spots there. So, in essence, the maximist niya talaga yung stipulation. And I really applaud them for being really creative in this match. They came up with a lot of spots. And um, Trish never really lost it. She still has it. And um, the fact that she was able to have this second magnificent heel run after her initial retirement, parang ano, like... May fulfillment siguro yun on her part. At least she got to be a part of the this era of wrestling na mas na-emphasize yung, yung women's wrestling. So, if, again, agreeing also with uh, with Gino's last point, if this is really it for Trish Stratus, then thank you, Trish. What a great way to end this feud. Yeah, I agree. Um, You can feel the gig is it a... Because they were left off the SummerSlam card, and I think they more than made up for it. They went around 20 minutes to uh, have a really, really good match. And I'm happy most of all for Trish because um, she got to have what is pretty much a second career in a span of less than a year. Um, maybe even like, uh, what, four or five months, right? Um Considering the return of 2018, remember yeah. the Charlotte well, was- and Evolution run? Yeah, yeah. Um, pero now, you know, mas uh, hinog yung skills ng ng you know the the four horsewomen from that time, and uh, Becky was you know is great enough to give her a really great match, and um, she's able to reclaim the power that the divas didn't really have you know in her time in the attitude era and the ruthless aggression era where they were relegated to being eye candy tna eye candy so i really like that for her and i agree with chino when he when he said that um trish was able to keep up with becky and um that's actually more than one can say for lita <laughs> who wasn't able to you know perform at that level that trish did and for that alone, uh, for doing that at her, at, at, at honestly, at this age, uh, with years and years removed from the wrestling industry, that's really great. Um, she deserves like an all-time legendary status here. I would even go so far as to call her one of the greatest of all time here for being able to do that, for being able to keep up and great on her. Um, I think, um, I think her our fandom in her from from simpler times is now more than well earned here. 
Yeah, she's a freaking legend, man. Uh, if if uh, you know, a lot of people love talking about Mount Rushmores, and I think mas madaling gumawa ng Mount Rushmore for women's wrestling just because the pool is smaller, diba? But whatever your Mount Rushmore is, I will argue that Trish has to be in there. Yeah. She has to have like a guaranteed spot in your Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. So there. Uh, next pick comes from Rowan. It's from the same show from Payback. It's the Steel City street fight between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Judgment Day where Finn Balor and Damian Priest won the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. So Sabini Rowan, it was the perfect match for the perfect city, I guess, because of the branding and because of the uh, elements that they put in there. Sabini Rowan, it was easier to watch and follow compared to Stadium Stampede. And... Um, Sabi niya, major, may recency and ren, major recency umay, kasi diba, they just had the brawl all over the arena this past uh, Raw with Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark. But he says that it was very entertaining and very fun. And he also feels like it was a condensed version of Shield, uh, The Shield versus Evolution from Payback in 2014. Uh, there was a bit of comedy. There was also the seriousness. Uh, and then, um, sabi ni Rowan, he was going to get upset na Sammy and Kevin were going to win, but then Dirty Dom got involved and it led, left him satisfied because he was rooting for new champions. So he asks here, what happens to Kevin and Sammy going forward? Are they going to be single stars? Are they still going to be friends? Um, and he's left with the takeaways na Finn is now a Grand Slam champion. So congratulations to Finn Balor on that. And he's hoping that there will be redesigned versions of the Tag Team Championships. Sabi rin niya that uh, the Steel City Street Fight was more hardcore than the Terry Funk tribute match from uh, SmackDown. Yung Terry Funk hardcore that's tag That's a really team. low bar to clear. Like, that's, not, that's, not a, that's not a, you know, that's not a good insight. Everybody that's a, knows that's that. a Rowan insight, not mine. <laughs> okay. um, I had fun. I had fun with this match as well. Uh, it went longer than I thought. And I think this was... Uh, the right result in terms of driving a story forward, diba? It, it gives Finn some temporary satisfaction and happiness na finally may hawak na rin siya. Uh, but, you know, if he's the kid na ingitero, oh, Damien, but dalawang hawak mo, diba? Dalawang laruan mo, okay salang. Uh, it also uh, satisfies Rhea, diba? Kasi sinabi sa mga bata niya, oh, umayos kayo, yusin yung buhay niyo. Kasi away tayo na away. Ayun na, they finally got on the same page. Uh, another question coming out of this one is, what's JD McDonough gonna do from here? Kasi clearly, he interfered and nakita ni Damien Priest, pero naka, nakalamang naman siya, diba? Naka-benefit naman siya from it. So, um, are, are they gonna be a five-man unit for a number of months? Diba? Before a turn or someone gets kicked out? So, those are some of my questions heading out of uh, the Judgment Day's title win at Payback. Yeah, um, I just want to say... God bless Kevin Owens. That man, um, he he did a swanton from I know you sa sa taas. Wild and, Second and floor champion dito sa Pinas. <laughs> he almost overshoots himself and munti ka na niyang mamis totally si Dom oh, yeah. on that table. Yeah, oh, that, oh. Sobrang uh. sanitan. So God bless Kevin Owens for that. And um, those questions, no, like um, he has, Rowan, I saw here, uh, yung, will they go back to being single stars? And your question as well of what is next for JD. Now it's more clear to me more than ever, especially after the invo- after a segment on that event as well. We might head to a war games match, but that's another time for us to talk about that. But that's yung feeling right now. We're headed towards a war games match with the Judgment Day and maybe JD McDonald against the babyface team, which. 
I, I, we will talk about right. uh, on so on basically, it's a repeat of last year's bloodline story. Oh, yeah, uh, no, I agree, it's a really fun match. Uh, hardcore matches are always fun, uh, especially when you do them right. Uh, that was mean, and but not this case, they're like, uh, Sometimes relatively lower risk and high reward, but this one was high risk, high reward. Like, a, especially with that um, Kevin Owens swanton from the top. Uh, no, nothing more needs to be said about that. Um, when you introduce a level of um, both story and uh, pure violence, uh, pure violent fun with with props and everything, it's going to be a big winner. Uh, that's like dopamine hits left and right here. Uh, I do like to, I do want to touch on the story real quick. Um, I like it because, uh, they're doing Bloodline 2.0, but I hope that it seems like they're learning the lessons of the Bloodline. But I, I guarantee you people will turn on this when it drags on for long enough. So the, the challenge now for them is to, um, find a way to not recreate the sometimes outlandish twists and turns of the original Bloodline story. But um, I like na Finn and Damon got together. Na-detour na naman sila from their breakup. I do think there are a lot of breakups and someone was self-aware to realize this na, okay, we, we gotta stop with the breakups for a while. So, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. I, I liked it. Um, Rowan was good to pick this, but I wouldn't say it's better than Stadium Stampede. Yeah, iba rin kasi. Kasi iba yung Stadium Stampede and Anarchy in the Arena, gulo talaga. Yeah, you know, a, a Steel City Street Fight, away, di ba? Yeah. Away o gulo. Magkaiba yun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Tuwa si Emile. Tama naman, di ba? Yeah, sure. Away o gulo. Away, itong ano, Judgment Day, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Gulo, Stadium Stampede. That's the point of the Stadium Stampede. It's all, like, messy. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, kaya nga anarchy in the rina yung pangalan, di ba? Anarchy talaga. Yeah. All right, let's cross over to AEW where Emil uh, picked a match from the most recent Dynamite. All right, I feel like this part of the, this part of the podcast will be a uh, Orange Cassidy love fest. Kasi, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kasi in a week where, okay, so yung pick muna is uh, the main event of Dynamite last Wednesday, which was Orange Cassidy versus... Uh, Penta Oscuro, Oscuro. I think that yeah. was his attire. Nung, mm. uh, no, he switched. Night. He changed yeah. it. Yeah. So he he uh, had a transformation mid match. <laughs> yeah. So for the AEW International Championship, yeah. before the match at All Out, I felt like this was his best title defense, and it was his second to the last defense as well. So what a way to end his historic reign with two uh, match of the year caliber uh, title defenses, and. In a way, in that match, I got hooked thinking that uh, Penta was going to win since he sold his banged-up body really well because all the title defenses was catching up to him up to that point. And it was an incredible main event to end Dynamite last week. And yung promo ni Arch Cassidy after the match was really good. I think it's, you know, yun yung parang st- stamp of approval of his main event status. Because that was really good. It legit legitimately put over him as a main eventer and the title as, but it's now the, probably the second biggest title in the company. It's like they're 
you know, it, it's in the name kasi. Pero it's their intercontinental championship already. At this um, point, yeah. At mm. this point, yeah. Mm. So, be- because of his body of work this year and because of what happened uh, earlier na, it's the, that title is now the big, second biggest title. So, yeah, pro- props to Orange Cassidy, man. What, what, in a week where the spotlight wasn't on the world champion because, like, you know, they took a break from that. And a week where nasa kanya yung spotlight this week eh. and he really hit it out of the park so congrats to Orange Cassidy and Penta for this great match yung Actually, uh, promo ni ano, Orange hmm. Cassidy uh, diba sobrang nagseryoso siya for like the first time ever on the mic uh, I really appreciated how he ended it with uh, because I am freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and I do not have a catchphrase kasi it still reminds you na this is a guy who still does not care like he cares enough to finally get serious and get on the mic and bear his feelings out there, but then he'll remind you that I I don't care enough to the point that I'm gonna market myself and have a catchphrase and all of that. So, um, very consistent, but in with who Orange Cassidy has been, and um, I I have become an Orange Cassidy believer. Like you go um midway through year one of AEW, and I guess for everyone else who's finally seeing the light, now this guy's the real deal. Uh, I I guess this is everything you need and more. Actually, didn't like the promo. Fuck uh, it. It's fun. It was good. Do you weird. not like fun? It was, it was weird. No, no, no. It was strange. Uh, no, the, the part where he said he didn't have a catchphrase, that's the fun part. I, I like that. But the whole thing where he put on his big boy voice and then suddenly gave a shit about in championship. Yeah. When mm. he literally was just saying that he was tired of defending it. And then suddenly about his championship. Like, what, what was that? Where did that come from? I thought it was pretty inconsistent with who he was. He is because nobody was building up to him suddenly giving a shit about um, the title. Because he's like, uh, you know, uh, I don't give a shit who I'll defend it against. Or, you know, I'm getting tired of this. Honestly, I'm getting tired of this. And then I'm getting hurt. And then all of a sudden, he's proud to be champion. I thought the whole thing was, you know, whatever, wherever. I, uh, it was strange for me that he stuck. He raised his pitch up and uh, declared it with his whole chest. So that was strange. I I, I didn't like quite like that. And then on collision with the, the pre-taped vignette about uh John Moxley. So uh that part I didn't like. Emil, you talked about this match and you didn't didn't even talk about the viral spot. Um what was the viral spot? Uh <laughs> what was it? Can you remind the me the dueling uh, Canadian destroyers oh, yeah. that got oh, yeah. the internet in the tizzy. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, I thought it was funny because uh, this is an Orange Cassidy match and then he's going up against the Luchador. So the rules that we grew up with around traditional North American wrestling, they don't they don't apply. <laughs> they do not apply because uh, it's just not that kind of match. This is not that kind of wrestling. And you're free to not like that, but um, this is not, this is just not that kind of wrestling and though that kind this kind of wrestling is allowed to exist uh it's still art it's still them expressing themselves it's still them trying to work within the rules like uh i still saw some selling um that stuff is what closer to what i see in njpw strong style or king's road then closer is also what I see on in Lucha Libre. So you can't invalidate those styles as well. Like I say, those are regional house styles. Nah. 
uh, is like a variation on the form. The same way there's um, an entire there are entire variations on painting or sculpture or whatever, right? On art, on visual art. So how you react to that spot tells me what kind of wrestling you do and do not watch. So uh, interesting that. Um, I thought it was really funny and it was good. And typical Orange Cassidy match. Um, I find myself no longer gravitating too much to that kind of match personally, but uh, the craftsmanship, the worksman, the workmanship of Orange Cassidy and Penta, siempre. Work great. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like saying work great. The, 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 the workmanship. I, I said this to just trigger you. <laughs> uh, the the workmanship of their wrestling is. Cannot be under cannot be understated because you, you know, you have to have talent then to wrestle like that, even if you don't agree with it. And people will equate, people will equate, you know, um, not wrestling the way they like to people not having any talent or not understanding the business. But I assure you, Orange Cassidy truly understands the business. He just acts like um, he does not because he wants to trigger you as well. Yeah, uh, that's the character, Dubai. You're either in on the joke or you're not. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, the, the sooner you realize that, the more fun you'll have. Exactly. All right. Uh, my pick is from All Out. And it's very rare for me to pick a non-WWE match, mostly because inunahan na nila ako to the fun stuff from Payback. Uh, but, you know, um, Brian Danielson is back. And that's always great. That's always fun, uh, since I, I do love Brian. Uh, he came back no collision to represent and fight for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Ricky Starks in a strap match. So consuelo ni Ricky Starks after CM Punk got himself fired. Uh, he gets Brian Danielson in a very violent and emotional strap match. And I had a lot of fun seeing Brian as a face again, but a very intense face. Uh Major complex ngayon yung dynamic na you have a face Brian Danielson fighting on behalf of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat tapos yung mga tropa niya puro kupal. <laughs> and then he comes out with them diba like uh, yung parang Manny Pacquiao boxing walk where you know he he's still among them but like he just wrestled as a baby baby face an hour prior. Uh, but then the, the Ricky Starks match, man, um, I, I felt like Brian did a, did Ricky Starks a solid here by making him look like he could hang. Uh, which is not to say that I didn't think Ricky Starks could hang, but like obviously this feud with Punk was meant to elevate Ricky Starks to a level where he could be considered the main eventer. And I think Brian did that in spades here. Um, I, I loved how Brian, as the veteran, uh, really made Ricky Starks work. He really put him through uh, the physicality of a strap match. sila with a leather belt. Uh, the, both of them, uh, both of them bled. Um, every time sinasakal ni Brian si Ricky Starks with the strap, I keep going back to Justin Roberts, who's literally a few feet away from <laughs> from the ring. So that was a nice little callback, whether or not he meant for it to be. Um, you know, it, it it was so refreshing to see Brian at work again, and sobrang nakatwa yung. Um, just just the fact that we get to watch him because we thought he would be out for an, for an extended period of time following Anarchy in the Arena nung Double or Nothing but I guess he's back and I think Ro you can speak to this later on uh, but the bigger thing coming out of it is Ricky Starks did not get pinned he did not tap out he had to pass out which is the Stone Cold Steve Austin rub 
Diba? If you remember the submission match with Bret Hart in WrestleMania 13, the match that literally made Stone Cold Steve Austin a main eventer, I think that's what they were trying to accomplish here with Brian in the Bret Hart role and Ricky Starks in the Stone Cold role. So I thought that was a great touch. And all I want now is for TK to make good on that Ricky Starks babyface run and just turn him face again. Because it's compelling na talaga si Ricky Starks as a babyface. And I think when you do that, you, you, you give him the, the Stone Cold rub. I hope it plants the seeds towards turning him face once more. Yeah. Uh, Emilio. Um, major shout out to Tony Khan for paying another 100 grand to play <laughs> Europe's final countdown. <laughs> he said, he no, saved, Hey, he saved money from the CM Punk contract. <laughs> <laughs> he said, No, uh, forbidden, no forbidden door. Now, that was only a one time thing, but I'm glad it wasn't a one time thing and he brought it back. So, you know, that's the one sulit yung 100,000 just for those two times I was played uh, on, on the show uh, yeah, Forbidden um, Door pala na interest si Brian not double or nothing so yeah, yeah people won't come for me on the internet <laughs> Ayun, um, I, I just wanna say props again to Brian Danielson na the, the initial diagnosis for his injury was like three to six months and he came back like two months uh, after he got injured so I know um God bless him for and you could see now his arm was still wrapped up, he was still favoring it, he wasn't doing anything with his with his uh with his right arm. New submission after new submission to finish the match, he just used the the strap to to uh choke uh Ricky Starks instead of the normal submission that he does. So maybe still not at hundred percent, but because of the stipulation of the match. They were able to to do that match without compromising his arm. So that was a really great stipulation there. Um, really great way to use Brian, even though he's still not one hundred percent. And yeah, agree agree with you with the uh, Ricky Starks. He's just a natural face, eh? So like, parang feel called this heel run was just parang napil parang pilit lang siya because he has to go up against CM Punk who. You know, refuses to turn heel whatsoever when he was still in AW. So now it's plus because sa collision, meron ng major heel, eh. meron ng major like number one heel in Jay White. So naturally, you have to. Parang dapat may contrapelo si Jay White, and I feel like Ricky Stark should be that guy. He should be the number one babyface on that show. Well, uh, well, if if we're to believe the rumors, um, malalang brand split because punk yeah. is gone there's no more reason to have a brand split but i did like it uh, i did like the split it's, it's it was just a matter of stocking both brands both shows with uh enough people which they do have uh among three brands about uh you know man uh i didn't pick this because i didn't quite agree with uh with the result even though yes it was the stone cold rub parang at this point uh, can we throw Ricky a bone here and give him the win? Because he really lost the, he really lost the big money feud that he was supposed to have with one of the biggest stars yep. in the industry, and then uh, he gets the chance to work with another big star, but he still couldn't win. And I think at this point, Brian Danielson can eat a loss because he's still injured. I don't think he was at a hundred percent, and I think we could work, we could have worked that into the story, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Really good stuff. Um, a lot of people will complain about blood, but uh, you know, it's blood that makes it dramatic, and the hits from the strap, my God, 
I, I enjoy that. And it was admittedly a good way to bring back Brian before he was due for a comeback. Um, he still took a few bumps, but uh, for the most part, it's just, you know, getting hit by the strap and getting whipped. So, medyo okay na rin yun. Um, it's one of those things that uh, hardcore matches can, in a way, protect you. All right. Uh, so there, that's the uh, th- that's my pick from All Out. Let's close things out with the main event, which is Rose yeah. pick. Yeah, uh, the main event, obviously, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Uh, we predicted that this was going to close out the show, and it rightfully did. Uh, imagine they were fucking up so bad that uh, <laughs> your main event is a secondary championship. But uh, you know, the servant of the Orange Cassidy. Uh, I'm already naming him my male wrestler of the year here. Uh, when it comes for when it, when the time comes for our year end awards, uh, really good stuff. When I said Kanina that um, he understands wrestling more than you think he does, more than he lets on, you show it. He shows it here because he matched the intensity and the violence of uh, John Moxley. He didn't completely resort to his uh, usual quote unquote mind games, young traditional character. Yeah, he matched. John Moxley step for step. He wrestled intensely. Uh, it wasn't a lot of it was pretty serious, if you will. Uh, Mox forced him to wrestle the kind of match that he likes, and I mean, not that he couldn't, not that I had doubts that he could, but not not see Orange Cassidy there, and that was really really good, and it was a perfect dramatic end to a monster run, which is. Admittedly, a little too long, but they pulled the trigger and then with the right guy. I'm not saying it was the right moment. It should have happened earlier, much earlier, but it was the right guy. And again, Moxley steps up when Punk fucks <laughs> up. So really good stuff. And I hope that you guys get to check it out, especially if you are a doubter or a hater of Orange Cassidy. Um, he really shows here that he can still do your grounded, quote unquote, realistic type of wrestling uh, which is a huge contrast to what we saw in Dynamite last week so please please go watch this um, you will believe in Orange Cassidy yeah um, it, it's just I'm just happy that we went from a few years ago Cassidy because of the comedy like they don't like the comedy that he, he does and to see him now you know, he didn't have it before, but he again, like you said, bro, he understood his assignment. And now to seeing him main eventing a pay-per-view against one of the best in the world, um, it's just so fulfilling as a fan of Orange Cassidy. Like when he came to AEW, like I was already a fan of him, and to see him evolve from being a comedic comedic wrestler to Having a ma- having main event matches, having great matches each and every week, this was uh, satisfying to see. And um, like no, he was in this in this title reign. I always thought because he keeps on winning every single time. I thought, who? Siyempre tatalo kay Orange Cassidy. And at that time, I had no idea na John Moxie was was really the right man to dethrone Orange Cassidy. Like it, it was just perfect. It was a perfect end to a perfect, to a really great title reign. And now, like I said earlier, the international title now gets elevated as the second biggest title uh in the company. So great job to both of them. And 
Moxley, you know, um, he has to do a lot, you know, but to follow up uh, OC's uh, great title reign. And, and I'm sure he will eventually. Well, you know, Mox has been carrying AEW yeah. on his back yeah. over the last year plus, especially given all of the crap that the company has had to go through. Um, I will say that I think the difference between the Orange Cassidy title run and Darby Allen's TNT Championship runs is yung when Darby was being super Darby, it really looked like parang sinuerte si Darby Allen or yung parang uh, it, it defied logic sometimes the way that he would win his matches. Lalo na that first TNT Championship run, but that uh, left me with negative feelings towards uh, Darby's booking. Um, I didn't see that or feel that with Orange Cassidy. With Orange Cassidy and in and his title run, all of the title defenses have always been him just outsmarting people yeah. and finally using that uh, wrestling skill and ability in that last stretch of the match, which I guess was still consistent with the character. Whereas Darby Allen was booked to be just freaking invincible at times, which looked inconceivable given his his frame, about his size. So I think that's why I appreciated the Orange Cassidy title run in retrospect. And yung defiance that Orange Cassidy brought to this match against John Moxley was so good. Because he knew he was overmatched. He knew he'd finally met the guy that was really But he never gave up. And he was defiant till the end. I'm using all these cliches. But the, the fact that he could barely stand up, tapos nag middle fingers na lang siya kay Mox, which led to the final Death Rider for the pin. That was a very good moment. Because uh, it, it, it just painted yung, yung, the defiance of Orange Cassidy in that, what, 5-10 second span. So I, I really uh, appreciated this pick. I thought it was a good match to close the event. And um, I, I really, really appreciate Orange Cassidy and everything he brings to to wrestling because this guy is so good. He's so, so good. So there. Uh, those are our picks. As always, we're going to open it up to you guys, Naman. If there are any picks you want to throw in there, any comments you want to add to the conversations we've had. I personally enjoyed uh, getting back on the pod with you guys. So thank you for spending this time with us once again. Uh, for everything that you want to reach out to us about, it is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit us up individually. You know where to find us. It is at EML underscore Meister, at Roiswar, at Chino Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stancy. Plug on TikTok ko at Stancy Says, where I'm uh, active now uh, because of the FIBA stuff. So if you want to see some behind-the-scenes stuff from my adventures at the World Cup, go check it out. It's at Stancy Says on TikTok. And uh, thank you so much to Babyface producer Jasper, who does so much good work for us. He even filled in during the live stream last Thursday. So we acknowledge you, Babyface producer Jasper, and all of the other producers over at the Pod Network who make our lives so much easier here on the podcast. Thank you to every listener, streamer, subscriber, follower for uh, everything you do for us. And we will catch you on Thursday for the live stream at 7 p.m. Hopefully, no one gets fired by then. Um, you know, parang uh, breakdown lang nina Emil and Ro and uh, whoever will join them on the stream will just be payback and like WWE. Uh, right? We'll catch you um, on the next podcast for Emil Nate and Ro Moran. My name is Stan C. Saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye bye. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. 
The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.